And welcome back to the Afternoon Ask Anything show here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter with Taylor Haas and Dale Lolly. We're breaking things down for you for the next half hour here, either on Facebook Live or YouTube or Periscope. You can ask questions to us, your esteemed Pittsburgh writers for DKPittsburghSports.com. And we will get your questions answered right on the show. And if you miss any of our answers, you have to tune away for a little bit. You can get it in full podcast form on DK Sports Radio, where it will be for free. You can download uh, on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And as always, this show is sponsored by Mike's Beer Bar North Shore Tavern, a place where you can go and get over 500 options of beers here in, in, in the North Shore of Pittsburgh, right across the street from PNC Park, where the Pirates are playing the Reds at this very second so go there check it out they have great food great drink options uh, and check them out there and leave us some questions and comments uh, and we will get to them shortly first of all i uh, wanted to give dale a chance uh to shout out uh an important person to him uh that he has uh, on his nameplate yeah uh chris we uh, uh in washington um a young uh, young man 14 years old uh was born with a heart defect but uh loved baseball um Played baseball in my since the age of five, uh, four years old. Uh, passed away on. Um, he was having a, a new heart valve inserted into it, replaced in his heart. That was his sixth or seventh heart surgery in his young life, and uh, something went wrong, and and, uh, and and he passed away. Uh, heart goes out to his family. Um, you know, it's a really tough situation. A lot of people uh, really affected by this and uh, just, you know, just sad. I can't imagine. I mean, my daughter's four, 15 years old. She's the same age as him. This kid was a, a high school freshman and uh, is now gone. Oh, very sorry to hear that. Our thoughts and prayers go out to that community, to that family, um, to anyone who was touched by that by that kid. It's, uh, it sounds like a horrible situation there. Uh, we'll be praying for them. Um, but uh, let's, let's, let's get things going. Um, Dale, I wanted to start with you. Um, just my own question about some, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers football here. We now know that the bills will be playing, uh, the Steelers in week one. Um, that has been announced by CBS. There's still rumors floating around there. Uh, I know we still got to get the official release tonight, Dale, but what are just some thoughts of seeing the bills going that early and the Steelers getting a seventh straight year where they're going to be starting this their season on the road. Yeah, I kind of expected that because it's what always happens. I'm sure, you know, I don't know why uh, it happens that way, uh, but it does. Um, honestly, you know, from on a personal level, it, it, given my choice, I would rather go to Buffalo <laughs> in <laughs> September as opposed to uh, late in the year. I've done that a, a few too many times and it's not fun. Um, you know, I had one of the scariest drives uh, I've ever had in my life uh, oh, driving back from Buffalo. Uh, I think it was in two, 2016. Um, now I grew up north of I-80, so I'm used to driving in snow. But that was nobody should have been on the road that night. And it, the, the three hour drive took five hours. Yeah. And when I when I finally arrived back at home, I, I kind of peeled my knuckles off the uh, off the steering wheel. And you just. It was just, you know, one of those kind of drives the whole time, you know, 25, 30 mile an hour. There were no other tracks on the road. You were just kind of guessing where the road was at. Was not a good, not a good night. So, you know, and, and you know, want to test yourself if you're the Steelers. Um, yeah. You know, come out of the gate. Uh, the You know, the Bills are considered one of the top two or three teams in the AFC. 
let's 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 measure up and see you know where you're at. Both teams should be healthy, uh, full strength. You know, knock on wood, they do play uh, some preseason games, but that'll be the uh, the we'll get to see the first uh, shot of Najee Harris against a, a really good football team. Certainly, uh, it'll, it'll be a really good football team. It's the it was the number two offense in the NFL last year. Josh Allen versus Ben Roethlisberger, two division winners. So that's a huge matchup. Uh, we got our first question of the show. Uh, this one coming from Daniel Matos. First of all, he says, "Rest in peace, Parker." Thank you, Daniel. Really appreciate that. Um, it says, uh, "Hey, people, Taylor, did you see any issues on Malkin skating during the latest practices?" Yeah, so uh, the Penguins, they're still not allowing um, more than one reporter per outlet. So Dave did the last two. I did today. So I didn't see him the last two practices. Um, so today was a longer practice. They had um, – it was kind of broken up into three parts. And he took part in the first part, which was the full team on one sheet, the extra guys on the other sheet. Um, and then they did uh, straight power play work, uh, and he did participate in that. But he didn't, he didn't take part in the scrimmage after, which is kind of concerning. Um, he was out there early working with Ty Hennis, the skills coach, which is something you kind of normally see with a guy is injured or dealing with something. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the update from Mike Sullivan afterwards, he said it was a coach's decision that he didn't participate in the, in the scrimmage. So, um, in what I saw, which was just like, kind of, uh, like limited drills and then the power play work, I thought he looked fine, but, uh, yeah, he, he didn't take part in the last, uh, it was like a 40 minute scrimmage. So, um, he might not be hundred percent. That's uh that, that's going to be important to watch as the Penguins get ready for the playoffs. Taylor, we still don't know when exactly that the first dang. Oh, no. We're talking about schedule releases for the entire NFL season right now, and we still don't know when the Penguins are going to play. That we know who they're playing, we just don't know when they're playing. That's just a bizarre situation. But hey, you you said this something like this might kind of happen, like just with the weirdness of the playoffs and not everyone being finished at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they probably won't start Saturday just because we know that the Capitals or the Bruins start Saturday. Um, so it's looking more like Sunday. But then um, it sounds like the team could be pushing for a Monday start just because Monday is when capacity doubles uh -huh. to 50%. So uh, probably either Sunday or Monday. Um, definitely, I would say definitely not Saturday just because the other East Division series starts then. Um, but yeah, I, there's really no telling. So. All right, this one's a very important question. So I want both of your input on this because I think it's ridiculous. Beckett says, guys, is a hot dog a taco? No, it's just not. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like tacos are tacos. They're, they're their own thing. But a hot dog is not a taco. If you start putting a lot, if you start chopping up the meat and you put a lot of vegetables in it and cheeses, then it might be a taco if it has a hard shell. But it's, no, it's not a taco. It's ridiculous. What about a chili yeah. dog? If there's, a, if, there's a, if there's a taco shell, if there's a taco shell, that's different. Don't give Taco Bell any ideas because that'll be the next <laughs> thing that happens. You'll get a, a taco shell and a bun. And yeah, that's just no good. Ch chili dog. Chili dog tacos coming to you next. Um, uh, let's go. Da, 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 da. Bob Martin asks, who gets DFA next, Tom or Gamel? Uh, there's no baseball writers here, so. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll have to get back to that when there's when there's a baseball person here. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Bob Martin. Uh, Lamont Curry says, I'm from Trenton, South Carolina. True fan of the Steelers, Panthers, Pirates, etc. Fan of everything, hockey included. But why doesn't Pittsburgh have an NBA team? It's curious. Lamont, thank you for the question. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> we, where are you going to put a stadium for an NBA team right now in Pittsburgh? I don't it even just, know. <laughs> you know, an NBA team in Pittsburgh would have to win and win pretty quickly to, to make it. Um, they've tried basketball here, professional basketball in Pittsburgh yeah. before. 
and, and it didn't draw much. Uh, you know, honestly, Pitt doesn't draw real well unless they're winning. Unless they're winning. Um, you know, so I think fans in Pittsburgh would support an NBA team, again, if it were winning. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that, you know, even when the, when the Penguins went through a down period uh, in the mid-2000s uh, before they got Sidney Crosby. It was tough to get fans out to the, you know, to the arena on a, on a nightly basis. Um, you know, when the Pirates have struggled, uh, yeah. it's tough to get fans there. I mean, I, I think a lot of fans in Pittsburgh, for better or worse, they, they want to support a winner and they just they're not going to support, uh, you know, an expansion NBA team just because. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, you, you'd need this team to come in and be red hot. You know, they, they need to turn into the Warriors. I mean, look, if you look at what happened to the Warriors' uh, att- attendance, you know, when they were bad for that one year, they, it, was, it, was, it, was like a, it was like a graveyard. Like, there was nobody there, and, and that was before even COVID. So, um, you know. the arena is just, I mean. That, that that's too. The, that's the worst arena situation. Now, the, now they're, you know, the, the Warriors are now in San Francisco. but uh, Right. That, that situation in Oakland with that with that complex, yeah, the worst. That's why the A's are looking to move. Yeah, they're looking to move. That was big news yesterday. We were talking about if, if Las Vegas is there is like a destined target for them on yesterday's afternoon. Ask anything. Check that out for that conversation because that was fun. Moving along here, Dan Lavoy asks, uh, and uh, this is our Dan, our man from San Fran. First of all, Taylor, Dan's been asking for you every single day, Monday and Tuesday. He, he was like, "Where's Taylor? Why is Taylor here?" Dan. She's here, so I hope you're happy. He says, thank God we have Taylor back. I wasn't sure if you were on the NHL playoff schedule of maybe next week, maybe not. It's playoff season, and we need that sweet, sweet hockey talk. That's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, Johnny Jackson wants to correct us. It's not G. Harris and not not J. Listen, people still say Martavius Bryant around here, all right? So – Excuse us if we're catching up just a little bit to Najee Harris. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get there, though. I, I promise you. He's going to be big enough that people are going to get that right on the first. Try. I'll ask him. I'll ask him how he wants it pronounced. Well, he uh, did say he did say during the Adam Schefter podcast, I believe, once that he's like, it was Najee. Uh, okay. So I, I did hear him say that one time. But again, he just hey, got it. People still mispronounce Le'Veon Bell's name. As well, right. So. Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> Martavius Bryant, and all these other names. Uh, uh, Bill Keller was great at that. Mispronouncing names, uh, Mike Tomazak and Jerry Oslavsky. You know, <laughs> don't, don't get mad at us when the head coach can't pronounce the, you know, half the name. Right. I love all the mispronunciations of like the Penguins' French uh, prospects, like Nathan Legere. Uh, a lot of people say Legere just because I'm. <laughs> well, well, you. It is Western you, Pennsylvania, Taylor, and you, I mean, our, we say you know Dubois. And, we, say and, du- <laughs> we say Dubois. We say North Versailles. Well, North Versailles. That's the one I was going for. It's Versailles. I don't care what anyone says. Carter, I heard the the one episode I wasn't on, and they asked which goalie's going to start. Yeah, I messed that up bad. Legacy. <laughs> I was like. You said Legacy. Yeah, I was like, I was, it's Legacy. Legacy. <laughs> Legacy. I was like, yeah, this could be either way. I don't know. So. Could not be more wrong. But. I could. Yeah, listen, listen. That's what I'm saying. Get, give people some time to get used to Najee or Najee. Because that's, relatively speaking, I'd rather have to do that than Legacy or, what was it, Legacy? Legacy. Legacy. See, I'm still messing it up. Okay, I apologize. Um, I guess more injury questions. Colin James Corbett asks Taylor, what about Tanev? Yeah, I, I mean, Tanev's right, right? <laughs> yeah. been practicing in full for a while now. Um, I, I think he maybe could have been able to go um, at least you know, maybe the last, maybe the regular season, but they just couldn't fit him in cap wise, so he couldn't have come off of long term IR. Um, 
but yeah, but he's been practicing in full for a while now. And uh, I mean, taking line rushes for the past couple practices and working with uh, special teams. He was working with the PK again today. So yeah, I think he'll be ready to go uh, game one. I mean, especially considering we have a couple more practices, a couple more days before that uh, gets started. We're going to keep taking more questions. we got to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. We're back here on the Afternoon Ask Anything show here for DKPittsburghSports.com. If you're listening on podcast format with DK Sports Radio, remember subscribe to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, rate us five stars, give us a positive comment, all that great stuff. Let's keep rolling with some questions here. Dan Sinceri says, Chris or Dale, do you have a good reference to learn about wide zone blocking, trying to learn what this is all about? Um well, Dale, I actually plan on making that a Carter's Classroom pretty soon where we're going to show and compare different things. But it, I, I think a good example is what you're seeing a lot more of what uh, the Ravens and the Browns have done in, in, re- in recent years where when zone blocking, you know, typically it's, it's similar to how man and zone works on defense. You're assigning a guy to cover an area. And, you know, when you're preparing, you know, sometimes like in high school, I played a lot. Of, I didn't we didn't do zone blocking. I was you're going to get this defensive tackler. You're going to get this defensive end. Zone blocking is you're responsible for this area, but we're expecting this defensive front. So that may vary what you have to do. But it, when this happens, you're doing wide zone blocking. You're giving more opportunities for your running back to be decisive and hit different holes. Um, and, and that helps better running backs like Nick Chubb, like the Steelers just drafted in Najee Harris, Najee Harris. Oh, you're happy guy. Um, uh, Johnny Jackson, but Dale, yeah. just wanted to get and, your input. And the thing to remember about zone blocking, it's more about the running back. Um, you're just basically creating cutback lanes for the running back and he right. has to pick his spot. It's not a, there's no, you know, you're just going to say, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go right here. And the running back is going to pick the hole. It's not going to be, okay, he's going to hit this in the three hole or he's going to hit the A gap or anything like that. He's finding his own gap. Um, so he's going to pick and choose as, as he gets out there. And you hope he picks and chooses right. And Najee, Najee Harris has done a lot of that. that, that I mean, that, that was the name of his game in Alabama was just – I even when, when there wasn't a hole, he'd like kind of get for it. And that, again, that's what that's what Le'Veon Bell did so well for the Steelers. He would come up into the hole. Something may not be there right away, but he would wait for development and bang, he hits the crease. And, that, and that's yeah. something. I mean, watch, um, uh, you know, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Carter, but I mean, yeah. that, that's essentially what the Broncos did, you know, under Shanahan all those years. Yes. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan's kind of continued as well. It's, it's his own blocking scheme. You're looking for cutback lanes. That's right. all you're looking for. Right, cutback lanes, and and again, it, it, when you have a running back who has that better vision, that allows them and, and that, that quick burst. That's why it's going to be so important. And again, that's why I think everyone's talking about it because it would be, I think, a great fit for Najee Harris and what he does, um, in the out of the backfield. So great question, Dan Sinceri. Thanks for your, um, thanks for your input here on the thing. Okay, so we have another fun one here. From Beckett's asking all the non-sports questions. <laughs> should they make a monument for the Great Bus Sinkhole Incident of 2019? Because I really think they should. Why not? It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Last season uh, at the Penguins game, there was a game where they had a bunch of mascots there, like from like the college, all the local <laughs> ones. 
And like they just come out to the ice during intermission. I don't remember why, but there was someone dressed as the bus in a sinkhole. Like just <laughs> it was like cut off like that, and he'd walk around and then just kind of like sit down, and it looked like he was like. And I, I I don't understand why people latched on to that the way they did. <laughs> that was the but but see that's the thing is that I saw because it, it might have been the same person, but I saw someone do it. Just there's a YouTube video of a person just doing it on random Pittsburgh streets <laughs> for Halloween, just walk up, plop, and I'm just like, this is genius. Uh, this, that's Man, but that that was crazy. Although my favorite meme though was putting the thirty six on. What'd you say, Dale? I said it would make it pretty hard to drink beer though, which is the whole idea of going out on Halloween <laughs> night. If you want. At least it used to be when no, I did it. No. I don't know. That listen, listen. Chris Carter does need his beer when he goes to a sporting event, not covering it, of course. Um, but uh, uh, but I'll see. But I thought the best meme of the of the sinkhole bus was when someone slapped the thirty six on it and made it Jerome Bettis, and they put Brian Erlacher getting run over in the end zone. I was like, whoever did that, your Photoshop skills are on uh, on point. Um, hockey question, Taylor. Who benefits? The, this is from Swan two six nine. Who who benefits the most from a break before the playoffs? I mean, it within the division uh, in in these two series, I, I, it has to be the Penguins just because of the injury situation. I mean, what the last game of the regular season, um, Jari and Smith were both hurt. Both of them should be back for Game One. Uh, Sullivan said uh, Matheson was out. Matheson, it looks like he's going to be good to go to. Uh, he's been skating in full, just with the full cage. Um, I mean, Tanev is on his way back. It and and Malkin, it, it seems like he needs these couple of days uh, to get. He wasn't 100% to finish the season, but uh, I mean, within the division, definitely the Penguins. I don't know. I don't think the Islanders did have nearly as many injuries. Um, I mean, Varlamov was was hurt to, to finish the season. He did miss today's practice in New York uh, a maintenance day, but uh, I mean, he should be back too, and that's a that's a big addition for them too. But I mean, at least in the series, definitely the Penguins. Um. We're going back to the wide zone discussion here because uh, this, this is a good point. Jonathan Mason says on the Ramon Foster podcast was that it was great this week. Thanks for listening to DK Sports Radio, Jonathan Mason. Um, are y'all buying into <coughs> seeing this more wide zone and less power running? Thinking back, Tom Specific, he mentioned twice that the scheme will have to will have have just as much to do with the running success as personnel does. You know, Dale, they've talked about being more physical in the run game and how they're getting these guys to do it. You know. Uh, I believe Dan Moore Jr. That was a big part of what Texas A&M did, and they had the the most yards per carry in, from their backfield in the SEC, and in the SEC of all places, where Najee Harris played. Um, so I, I do think that's absolutely I'm buying into this idea, and it, it's not something that's foreign to the NFL. More teams have used it over the years. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think if if, if you take that one step further, I mean, you know, one of the things about Kendrick Green. Uh, is his mobility. I mean, yes. that's, that's one of his biggest assets as well. So, you know, you're, they're looking to, to get more mobile. Um, they, and they've done, they've tinkered with this before. This isn't like something new here. Uh, they've used a zone right. blocking scheme in the past. It's, it, it's not something new, but they've never primarily gone to it. And I'm not sure that that's what's going to happen here uh, either. Um, you know, I think they just want to be able to do more of it because they've got a, a, a pretty mobile line. I mean, you know, even when you, you look at a guy like Zach Banner, um, and you wouldn't think that a you know a guy who's six nine and three hundred and forty pounds or whatever he is he's down to now uh, would be super mobile, but he was a college basketball player at USC. Yeah, uh, this is a guy that moves really well. So I think you try to take advantage of, of the strengths of what you have. And you know even you know when you look at Alabama, what they did with Najee Harris last year, he ran about half of his carries were in power type settings, and, and half were in 
where, you know, his own runs. So, you know, I think it's about being able to do both. I think that's the key. They want to be able to do both, not just uh, just have one thing that they do. I agree. It's it, that diversity in your offense means a lot because again, when the, when you when you're adding more wrinkles that you're confident doing like that, it's tougher to prepare for because when they when when teams know that you that you can do either or with a power run scheme or a zone blocking scheme, it's going to say, okay, now we have to compensate for multiple things in preparation. And the more times you make players think, the better chances you get to them to hesitate, make mistakes on the field, and then you capitalize and exploit that while you're doing the best thing that you do. So great points there, and hey, great question, Jonathan Mason about that um, moving right along here Jerry Bevel asks Taylor who do you think is in the top three candidates to be unprotected from the Kraken at least the new Seattle expansion franchise I love that name that's a pretty great name <laughs> yeah so there there are two you know options of, of the amount of players you could they can protect I think the Penguins it makes more sense to go the uh, seven forwards three defense and I think uh, no matter who they protect on defense they're gonna lose a forward um I, so dismiss from being protected on goalie. Obviously, I don't think they lose him. There are better tandems around the league where better goalies are going to be left unprotected, even for a backup. Um, on defense, I mean, you have to protect the Tang. Um, Dumoulin, I think it's protected. Uh, Marino and Joseph are exempt because of uh, the amount of seasons they've played. Hmm. So I think I don't know. You protect uh, CC, even though he's going to be a pending UFA, he can still be claimed. Uh, Matheson, I think. Um, you don't have to protect them just because of his contract. Uh, Fords, I mean, Crosby, Malkin, they have to, and obviously they would anyway. Uh, Gensel, Rust, Kapanen, uh, McCann are protected. And then for the last one, I mean, it, it's between Bluger and Tanev probably, and I'd probably give it to Bluger just because the center is harder to replace. So I I think then who are unprotected, I think you're going to lose either Tanev or, or Aston Reese. I think you can leave Zucker unprotected just because of his contract. Um, but it, I think, yeah, Tana Brass and Reese are, I think, who, who end up going to Seattle. That could be pretty crazy. Got Daniel Matos, we got our, we got our official uh, Carey Price. <laughs> our streak continues of bringing up Carey Price on afternoon. Ask anything. How many games will Carey Price start against Toronto? All of them. There you, go. you don't bench <laughs> Carey Price. He's, according to Dayon, he's better than Von Miller. So why would you ever bench T Carey Price? That's the answer. Am I right? Is my right, Taylor? Is he going to start every game against? He's going to start eight games against <laughs> Toronto. Gosh, thank you, Daniel Matos, for keeping the Carey Price jokes alive. We appreciate you. Daniel Boy says, "Okay, it's Lagache." Legacy. Dang it! I can't get it. <laughs> Legacy. Ah, I'm gonna get this at one point. <laughs> ah, jeez. Uh, this this one's an easier football question, I think. Swan269 says, good afternoon, Dale. If it is indeed Ben's last season, do you think he will announce before or during the season? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to want to see how it plays out uh, and just, you know, roll with it that way. Um, much the same way that he's done in previous years. I, I would expect him to have – I wouldn't even expect an announcement after the last game. I think he'll, he'll take his time and say, I want to talk to my family and – and friends and see where he's at uh, unless things just go terribly bad. Um, you know, if he has a, another, you know, decent season, um, who knows? I mean, it depends on where the team is at as well. Uh, right. you know, I, I think he'll take a look at this and see, you know, how close are they? Um, you know, I think he would really like to win another champion. I, I know he'd really like to win another championship. And so, you know, we'll see how uh, Najee Harris, uh, interacts with this offense. If he's a, you know, 1500 yard back, uh, that could reinvigorate Ben Roethlisberger. He could say, you know what? 
this is pretty easy. I only have to throw the ball 30 times a game. I'm not getting hit. The, you know, this, this isn't so bad. I can come back for another year. If he has to go out there and throw the football 45 times a game and carry the offense and, and struggles down the stretch like he did last year, then probably not. Right. And that's the thing is that I keep reminding people is that when they're thinking, oh, this is definitely Ben's last year. And I'm like, OK, if I was a gambling, if I had to bet on it, yes, I would gamble. This is last year. But he's nowhere near where Drew Brees was last year. No. Like Drew Brees couldn't hit a five yard slant consistently. That was a problem. The Saints told you all you wanted to know about Drew Brees and what they thought of him in the playoff game when they brought in uh, Jameis Winston off the bench to yeah. throw it, uh, to throw the, the deep ball. Just that one pass, and, and, yeah. and so they knew that Drew Brees couldn't hit those passes. That's not the case with Ben. No. He missed on some of those passes, but he could still throw the football down the field. Brees couldn't even do that. No. That's the thing. There's a difference there. And like also, like you brought up, if this team's winning – Ben's not gonna just be like, eh, all right, bye. If if he if he still yeah. feels his elbows I mean, good to go, yeah. if his if he if he feels fit, because the other thing, when you're in your late thirties, I'm fortunately not there yet. When you're in late thirties, it's a lot harder to get up for a season every single year and to keep dieting and to keep working out all the time, and it's just ugh. So I get him, you know, the uh, you know that that struggle. But if he's seeing like, hey, if this team's still competing, and like you said, if, if he's only throwing the ball so many times a game, you got a great defense to depend on. If Najee Harris catches on and the running game's leading going forward, that might influence him to stay another year or two and push the the conversation of who's his heir maybe down another year. Um <laughs> Paulski five cents back on the the name game. Oh but okay. Legacy. Legacy. Like a, why do I keep putting it's the shade in there? It's an S. Ah, it's S, S sound. Legacy. Legacy. I'm going to get it after the next one. I for, for what it's worth, when Rutherford signed him, he called yeah. him Legacy. So, he, if you know, he's screwing up the uh, names. That's how it works. Like, leg, legacy. All right. Pa- Paulski 5 says, it, how long did it take Yenzers to pronounce Troy Polamalu and uh, Maria, uh, Mario Lemieux? I almost called him Maria. Uh, uh, Mario Lemieux's last name. Uh, it, it even took them longer to learn how to spell them. Even us Alderdice graduates had a hard time with this. And hey, listen, Alderdice, we're the best high school in the in the whole region. So, like, he's right. That, if, if we're struggling, you know the whole oh, region. they carried away there, pal. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> pronunciation guys were not given out at Alder Dice High School. <laughs> I have I have not been a good representative of uh, Taylor Alder Dice High graduates and pronouncing last names in this show. Some Penguins fans never learned how to spell flurry. Oh, oh no! Or McCutcheon. McCutcheon's neat. He's not even French, but like they 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 had no. Like McCutcheon, like yeah. in, in spell, yeah. I, I did see that for a while. Oh my gosh, there's been so many. Chris Fuamatu Maafala. That was my favorite. That was my favorite of, of people. They, foo, we just we're, we're not even messing with just. just I'm going to go back beyond that one and, and, and bring up. He was a minor player for them, but he played for them. It was Taase Faumui. Oh, see, I don't even know that one. Oh, Taase Faumui. That's yeah. crazy. You only had to spell that. I only had to look that one up a couple of times before I learned how to spell two A's. Uh, fa and a little, little, I don't even know what you call it, the little, you know, thing and Faumui. Um, you learn, you know, the, the Polynesian names are tough. They are. Uh, they I are. have a harder time. To me, the, the harder pronunciations are, are some of the uh, like Nigerian names that that, mm. that that you see in the draft and things of that nature. Like somebody buy a vowel somewhere. You know? <laughs> Give me some more consonants in there or something. Ola Adini, because we don't want to say his full first name, which is like Ola Sekantumpu or something like that. Um, Ola like Seni, I believe. Uh, Ola Seni Adenie. 
I was gonna say a, a, a Denier, a Dini, like like we we yeah. we've been messing that up. Like yeah, yeah. The, the a lot jersey. of times I I pronounce them as how they're spelled. That mm-hmm. way I I kind of remember how to spell them. You know what I mean? That's so a good get, point. That's a good point. You know, you, you kind of keep the you know keep the vowels in there so you know how to pronounce everything or how to spell it. You don't have to look it up all the time. There's a defenseman in Wilkesbury. His okay. name is spelled C Z U C Z M A N. Churchman. Nope. <laughs> it's Churchman. What? C Z U C Z. And like in my head, when I type it out, I I say Sizuxman, like Sizuxman, like it's it's a Churchman, like. But yes, they're. CZ, oh, <laughs> he got called up this year for a couple games because of all the injuries they had. And I love seeing the reactions when, like, on the broadcast, they're like, who's Churchman? Like, no, that's who that is. Like, that the way that that's spelled, that's who they're talking about. Like, Still, one of my, my favorite recent SNL skits is when Chance the Rapper was the NHL reporter. And he's like, that's an X, that's a C, and that's a Z. Nope. Uh, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not. I, I, I'm out on those. Um, uh, Scott Evans asks Taylor, who on the pens is going to have the best playoff beard? Carter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be up there. I, Brian Ruster, Jason Zucker. It, I think it, it depends. Like, if they're all going to have a the same starting point, like, sometimes guys will shave before the start of the playoffs, so they're starting fresh. Russ already has one kind of going. Um, yeah, either uh, Russ Zucker, Latang always has a pretty crazy one, but uh, Russ has a head start. So. Okay, Dale, we have a question for you. Jonathan Mason asks, will you and Matt Williamson be covering rookie minicamp live this year? Unfortunately, no. Uh, we're still not allowed. We're still under uh, protocols from, from uh, the regular season. Uh, so while I will be allowed to go in and watch practice, um, we will not be doing any live broadcasts from there. And, and uh, we'll still be doing Zoom calls to talk to the players. So I'm hopeful that uh, for sure by training camp, things will be back to a regular schedule. It uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen by mini camp, uh, which is just in a few weeks here in June. So, um, you know, I, I still think that the the league is is trying to get everybody at least 75, 80 percent uh, participation uh, in getting vaccinated before they open things back up. And, you know, we'll just uh, be patient with it. And hopefully by a training camp, we're back to normal or at least as close to normal as we're going to get. Hopefully, you do hope that that's the case. There, it'd be nice to get some sense of normalcy back in sports. Last question here: uh, Dan, our man from San Fran, says, "With the Pens' third line has been fantastic, but we see Tanev have early success in the series. Will they move him up to the third? I don't think so. I mean, the the third line of uh, McCann, Carter, and Goudreau, um, the lot they were so they were together just the last six games of the season after Goudreau came back, and all three of them were a point per game at even strength, um, which is crazy. They just they just look great together. And then um, Tanev, you figure he'll slot back in on the fourth line, replacing uh, Sevier, so Asenrys, Bluger, Tanev, which is like that's like when those guys are healthy, that's like the most consistent line the Penguins have had over the last three seasons. Um, they're just so good defensively, and that's just what you want uh, out of that 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 fourth line. So yeah, I wouldn't. Unless the third line just like falls off, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't touch those. I would just slot Tanev and receiver, and that's the only change I'd make. 
I hear that here. Quick question. Swan269. This gets to Dale. We can both hit this. Uh, what do you think will be a reasonable output for, for Najee Harris? 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. I, I think the yardage may be a little bit lower, but around that range. Like, I think he's definitely getting over 1,000 yards this year. Um, but I, I might go up on the touchdowns, Dale. I mean, that was one thing he was very good at was finding in short distance. He was good at finding there, and he catches the football really well. I could see him scoring a lot this year. Yeah, I, th- I think the the better way to look at it is total yards. And yes. I, I, I think, uh, you know, he should be 1,700 total yards. Uh, and I would expect, you know, him to approach double digits and touchdowns. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect him to be, you know, a top 12 to 15 running back in the NFL uh, in, in terms of fantasy output. And, and that would put him in that range if he does something like that. There you have it. Those are all of our questions right no, now. Carter, oh. take, Rand, take Randy's. I think oh, wait, you I missed one. That one. The, 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 the I'm one sorry. After, I think you could. I think you could answer that one. Who's the most superstitious player on the Pens? Also, are hockey players more superstitious than other or, major league athletes? The uh, most, the biggest superstitions on the Penguins. Do you know? I, there is a superstition on the Penguins. Uh, Crosby. Crosby is like insane with all the stuff he does. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh my god! Like, there's so many. I we don't have time to go over them. But the well, like the example that stands out, it, it just his pregame routine is so nuts. Okay. And one of them is during warmups, same time. Um, he oh, will, the, he unties his skates and reties them, and but he always does that on the same exact spot, right? Um, like the same letter of the PPG Paints Arena logo. And if you remember, um, the whole like team he, did it. Yeah, when he had his thousandth game, and they're all out there in warmups wearing eighty-seven Crosby. When he drops to do his skates, they all do it. Just his superstition are so well known. Like the McDonald's logo, you know, mm-hmm. like you have you, you had to have seen that. Oh, like warmups, he always does the same. Like he traces them, like the McDonald's logo on the ice, like it, it, peanut butter jelly before every game. It, he just has so many. It, it's hard to. It, I I can't even go all over, but uh, Seems yeah, like there's a lot. Him. The the uh, turnpaw says the yeah. the M right there. All right. One time for the road, legacy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Legacy. That's uh, uh, that's a great way to end the afternoon. Asking now, if you could just pronounce Jameis Winston, that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You always, you always throw Jameis in there. I, I, listen, uh, who, there was some other quarterback I kept messing up so bad for years, but J, I think I said Jameis for the longest time. Uh, but yeah, but there, there was I another cor- someone. I never correct you on it, but I know because I know who you're talking about. But. <laughs> Cr- Crowley, you were like, you know, it's Jameis. Why do you do it? Like, I don't know. It just, I just keep saying it. Uh, Anyways, like I said, we got we learned something today. The, the first like two years, Jari was in Wilkesbury. Diane used to say Jury, and I was like, he's not he's not French. <laughs> he's, he's from British Columbia. But <laughs> he say Jury. Yeah, no, but Jari. That's another tricky one because he has Tom and Jerry on his mask to throw you off. Because then oh, like, that would yeah, mess me up. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. see, that's that's an interesting game we play. But You'll get these Chris. Chris. <laughs> y'all are silly. Y'all are silly. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and watching the afternoon. Ask anything. Remember, you can you can listen to all of our responses and guess you. I'd like someone to go back and count every single time I messed up that man's name. So how many times did I say the wrong thing? You can find that out on DK Sports Radio, um, where you can download Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Rate us five stars with a positive comment to help us out. And remember. 
The show, Afternoon Ask Anything, is sponsored by Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore Tavern, where they have over 500 craft beers available, over 80 on tap, all of which are locally brewed right here in Pittsburgh. You can get uh, crawlers, crawlers to go. You can get steak on a stone, great food options right across the street from PNC Park, open right now. So go check them out. We'll be back in the ears tomorrow with more Afternoon Ask Anything right here at 3 p.m.